As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Hey everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Grown Up Stuff. Grown Up Stuff. Check it out. This episode is brought to you by Bridge Nine Records, amazing record label, and their new release from H2O. It's their first new record in seven years. It comes out on October 9th, and you can pre-order it at b9store.com backslash H2O. So do that, and then here, here's the rest of the show. Hello all. Hello you running on the treadmill over there. What about you, you driving in the car right there? Or how about you just just simply walking around in a beautiful city on a beautiful day with my voice in your ears? Hello, I'm Ray Harkins. This is an episode of 100 Words or Less, the podcast. Thank you for joining us on this introspective journey into the great people who make up this independent music scene. So thank you. If you are listening to it for the first time, I appreciate it. If you are a longtime listener, I appreciate you. Appreciation being spread across all over the place. So the guest this week is Mr. Tom Sheehan, the vocalist from a amazing band called Indecision. But first, let's get some other business pleasantries out of the way, and then we will uh, then, I'll, then I'll set this episode up because it's, it's an interesting story. The next episode I'm actually very excited in talking about it is a split podcast. So, you know, the concept of split seven inches, that's basically what I'm trying to do with uh, this next particular episode. So next episode next week will be with Tom Mullen from Washed Up Emo Podcast, and I'm very excited to bring that to you. So tune in. It's a, it's a little bit different sort of content. It's more of a general discussion rather than a actual interview where we're asking each other questions. But it's really fun stuff, so I, I, I promise you will be engaged by it. And I will also release... The uh, news here that October is a themed month, and that theme is what I like to call the modern faces in hardcore. And uh, I know that's kind of a maybe a grandiose term <laughs> for the month, but basically, I wanted to focus on people who are really doing something awesome within the context of more specifically hardcore, not so much independent music in general, but focusing in on hardcore because there's a lot of great stuff. And I know it's very easy for people such as myself who are older to look at hardcore and be like, oh, it wasn't what it once was. It's so stupid. I hate that argument. And I think most people who pay attention to music and follow it 
relatively closely can see the amazing things that are coming from it. So I'm focusing on four separate people who are either running record labels, playing in bands, just doing the damn thing. So all October, people making a difference right here, right now in 2015. So anyways, I'm excited to bring that content to you as well. This discussion was interesting. I was in New York... (laughs) Oh man, probably a year and a half ago. It's been a long time. And uh, I sat down with Tom. We had a great chat. It was very late at night at my friend Michael Duenas' apartment. Him and his wife were generous enough to let me hang out with a stranger in their house. Well, it was technically on their balcony. So we had a great discussion. Tom was super psyched. I was super psyched. We left it at that, said goodbye. I flew back to California, and then um, I lost the MP3 recorder. So I have a digital recorder that I travel around with, and sometimes when the opportunity strikes, I'm able to meet up with a person when I'm traveling for business or something else to be able to interview them for the show. Needless to say, I misplaced this digital recorder. So I felt like an absolute idiot. I hit up Tom. I was like, I'm so sorry. I lost the interview. I'm stupid. And he was like, don't worry about it. Let's do it again. So him and I traded a few texts over the next couple months being like, can you do this time? He's like, no, I can't. And so anyways, because I'm like, dude, I just lost like a $200 piece of equipment. And that is not like me. Generally speaking, uh, I take inventory because I'm an only child. So I know where everything's at. (laughs) My toys. I know where all my toys are. Fast forward to maybe, I don't know, two months or so ago. And I am looking or packing for another trip that I was going to take. And then uh, I open up a pouch that I haven't seen in a long time. Guess what I found? You can see it right here. My portable digital recorder. And I was like, oh my gosh, I found it. That's awesome. Let's see if this still works. And of course it worked because, you know, it was just running on batteries and that's not a big deal. It wasn't like a running on tape or anything like that. So needless to say, the conversation I have with Tom, uh, it's not dated because obviously I wasn't asking him about like, whoa, what are you doing on, um, you know, November of 2014 or whenever we had this discussion? But the audio quality is a little bit different because we are recording it, uh, you know, literally outside in New York City. So you're going to be hearing a lot of background noise. The discussion cuts through. The conversation is top notch. And I just wanted to set it up for you. So basically, if you were listening to this and you're like, oh, this is not like the most recent episodes that you've done, there's a reason it's not like that. So if you are uh, bummed on the audio quality of this particular episode, I'm horribly sorry, but uh, I, I would listen to it personally and not find any huge differences to be like, oh, I can't listen to this. This is terrible. So anyways, Tom, is a vocalist for Indecision, and Indecision is uh, an incredibly influential band to me, and I know a lot of other people in the context of the metallic hardcore world. Um, He also sang for Most Precious Blood as well for a record, and uh, he's just been doing the damn thing for a long time. So Indecision just recently put out a documentary that I have yet to see, but I am very excited to receive my copy at some point in the near future. So without further ado and preamble, I apologize, this has been a a wordy, wordy introduction. Here's my discussion with Tom, and I will talk to you after the show ends. Like, you would literally ask one question, and he'd go on for 15 minutes. Totally. Uh, you know, and same thing with Elgin and everybody. I mean, it's so, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it, it's, it's a journey, and it's one of those right. things where it's like, I, per, I, I try to set up a framework, and then wherever there's, we go is, right. You know, no, but there's, perfect. like, an underlying theme, I've yeah. noticed. Like, family, or, you know, and that sort of thing. Exactly. Because ulti- yeah. ultimately, shit, it's like, I want to arrive at why a person Got still it. is either connected or why they feel the need to still be creative in some capacity. 
Right. And it's funny, all the ones that I've listened to, I was like, oh, that's totally what I would say. Oh, I would totally, like, like literally, I was like, yeah, yeah. I've known James from Make Do With Men, you know, fairly yeah. well. Like, he came to, like, a New Year's party, like, you know. Yeah. And I loved his band. Yeah. I loved his band. But, like, listening to him, I'm like, holy shit, like, you are my long-lost brother from Connecticut. We have the same idea. Right. We went to Catholic school. Right. We hated everything. Right. You know, or, like, and then you listen to, like, you know, even, like, Rob Moran. Yeah. Like, and you were like, what do you, you know, what are you still involved for? And, and right. And he was like... You know, partially because I still love it, partially this, and partially, like, obligation. I was like, that is completely... Yeah, you're like, I get that. Like, I totally... And I was like, I was like, what's the third thing he's going to say? I'm like, obligation, but that sounds like so, like, it's almost like, it's, it sounds disheartening to have that totally. kind of, like, dismissive almost. It's kind of like, yep. I feel obligated that I have to do it. Of course. But you kind of do. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like, hey, this took me all this way. This thing's of, given me so much. Right, right. Friends and people, I mean, people across the world, across the country, and you kind of feel like, oh, I still kind of owe it something. Yeah, you no, know what I mean. Like, I make sure it's still going. You know, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they, they, that you can. There, because there, there always is this notion, especially in like you know independent music and culture in general, right. where it's like it's it, it's very difficult to quote unquote age gracefully. Absolutely. Because they're like, if you're still playing in a band and you're you're quote unquote old, right. um, and you're not good. Like that's when it's just like, oh god! Yeah, like, like yeah, I mean, every, that should have stayed in the garage. Or totally, you, every that's better in my head, you know. Yeah, of course. But then there's some that you see, you're like, holy shit! You're like, still this vibrant. is why. Yep. You know, like we got, you know, are we? Yeah, like I mean, like yeah. Sick of It All is a prime example of a band that is just like they like they people care less and less about them in the states, yes. and that's a reality. Right. But they don't show any signs of being like, oh, like we're we're gonna phone this one in. Right. It's incredible. Incredible. I mean, they're still. The 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 energy, the work ethic that they have. I mean, they're twice as old as totally. those current bands. Yep, and they still go out there. And like, I've never seen them and been like, and I had an off night. Yeah, ever. No, we've toured with them. I've seen them yeah. for twenty years on my own. Right, and it's never been like, oh. yeah, yeah. And exactly. you know what? They, Pete wasn't feeling it. Right. It's like those dudes <laughs> right. are like straight they're, ahead. They're like, machines. No pun intended. Yes. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> right, right. You know, and like. They, you know, Pete and and then and Craig like work out, you know, yep. to kind of train for this and stuff like like totally. Who, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Who else would do that? They're at a, they're at a different level of taking the band as seriously as possible in order to make sure that they remain relevant, just from like their own standards, right. rather than like whatever anybody else, especially in the states. Like, they're right. they're they're quote unquote irrelevant in so many places. Like when they play in California, I mean, it's it's. 100 people, 150 people. Which is unbelievable. It's sad. I mean, New York is still pretty great for them. Totally. But, I mean, like, I always have these arguments. I'm like, you know, like, because they kind of get, like, kind of upset. Of course. When these things happen. And I was like, well, I mean, I can totally understand. If you're a band and you're going on last, and literally every band that played before you that day is either directly or indirectly influenced by what you've done in your life. They're the and, branch in your tree, right? And no one is like, you know, I'm going to see this band full of 22 year olds. No, you know, no shame in that. But I'm not going to say for these old guys at the end. I would be furious. Yeah. And I think, like, they still have their records are still good. I think if they put out, like, a lot of the more recent records that they put out, if, yep. if you put, like, Joe Schmo on that and not Sick at all, yeah. people would be eating that. Oh, totally. They would be the hype band. This is this is vibrant. This is youthful. Like, this is it's heavy. Yeah. It's, the lyrics are great. The vocals are amazing. Yeah. But, you know, because it's like, ah, well. Yeah. I, I stopped listening after, you know, Blood Sweat, or, you right. know, whatever, like, Built to Last. That was the last thing I even get. Right. You're missing out, because yeah, there's yeah. a lot of great stuff, you know, and I think a lot of bands, you know, Mad Bull put out a record recently that, were, that was great. Yeah. I mean, 20-something years in, they're still great. Sheer Terror just put out a record. Yeah. It's great, you know right. what I mean? Like, and I think, you know, I think Mad Bull gets more of a chance. 
Yeah. You know, and younger people still, you know, because they're still relevant. Yeah. Which, I mean, they're a great band. They deserve to be. Right. But I think a lot of, you know, is a 17-year-old kid in Des Moines going to pick up the new Shea Terror? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They the o- odds are against that. But, yeah, you, you definitely, you... I mean, especially within in hardcore, you yeah. you would hope that there is like I mean, and you will know like touring Europe, there is such a reverence for not only history but but bands like you know that's why Sick of It All can still make a living. They tour oh, tour twice over in Europe, and kill it. They're good for the year. And it, it, there's obviously such a reverence for that where it's like obviously the the culture as it were here is clearly like more disposable from that perspective. Right, right. And I think, you know, I mean, I don't even know if it's... It used to be like, well, Europe, people were just excited that someone's coming through. Yeah. Nowadays, I feel like as many bands tour Europe as they do the States. That's true. You know what I mean? I think it's... It used to be like, well, you know, only Undertow comes through and Ignite. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, certain yeah. bands that were gigantic yep. that could go over there all the time. Right. But I feel like now it's it's just... I mean, every it's other It's easily day, accessible. Oh, sure, absolutely. sure, every, sure. I mean, it used to be like, wow, you're going to Europe. Yeah. That's like the next That's step. You event. must afford the U.S., Five times already to get there. Now it's kind of like, oh, you just bought a demo. Oh, you're, you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, four songs. You right. got that oh, whole set. All right, well, you sold out to Holland already. All right, great, awesome. You know, like, it's yeah. it's cool. I mean, it's a it shows it's a reflection on how much different like punk and hardcore is in 2014. Yeah, than it was even 15 years ago. The change right. is incredible. Totally. You know. And it, speaking speaking yes. of change, I will, I will take you back to the. I was already aware of Indecision before yes. this event, but so I'm going to take you back. And I'm yes. fairly certain you were still in this band. Yes. You were still in the band. Uh, you guys came out to California. Yes. You played uh, Public Storage, a.k.a. Yes. Chain Reaction. I was thinking about that this morning. I, I'm trying to remember if I just went to the show or my old band played it. I'm fairly certain that we played... Yes, we played it with you guys. Yeah, I, actually, I'm trying to think. I don't even know if we were calling ourselves Taken at that point. Right. We might have been called Doom Society, which was our terrible punk band before that. Regardless, right? it was one of those things where I was like, I was stoked because it was playing with you guys, right. and on top of it, it's like the guys at Adamantium were there. Right. Where I was just like, Holy and there was God. like, you know, negative four people. Oh, yeah, show. absolutely. And I remember I remember that show so vividly, and really? I was literally thinking about it this morning. Right. Because, so we drove across country, like played a couple of shows, we were, we were playing for Revelation, the first was that was that the show? Was that a showcase show for you? Yeah, wow, went really well. So for yeah. Jason, for Jason, Jason upright, upright, exactly. So he comes, you know. We're like, you know, I mean, we had no illusion that it was going to be a you know billion people or anything. Yeah. So you know, we drive, we play some other shows, you know, but with the sole storage. purpose of going out, like right that, for okay. all the like they're like, hey, we're going to be out here. Oh, you know, it was like kind of after the first incident where it came out, we had like. Victory and Revelation kind of interesting. So we were okay. going to go play for Revelation. It was going to be great. You know, right. Jason Upright, really great dude. Yeah. You know. So we go out there. There's like, remember, there's like literally like like 12 people in the right. crowd. It was like awesome. I think I fell off the stage. It was like something awful. Right. <laughs> so years and years later, sure. Most Precious Blood is out on tour with Bleeding Through. Oh, yeah. And Brandon Chipetti was like, well, it was either Chipetti or, or Keith Barney. We're like, okay. Dude, like, you know, we came to see you guys, like, in, like, 1998 at, like, public storage. We thought it was going to be nuts. Like, holy fuck, like, this band from New York, this New York Harker band's going to come here. Yep. It's going to be crazy. And he's like, I could name everybody in the crowd. He you was totally like, could. Adamantium, the right. Throwdown, the Deuce <laughs> Mateen Bit. I mean, it's awesome that all those bands that went on to become these huge, like, things. Right. They were all there to, like, check us out, but they were in. It was, it was such a weird, I mean, that was obviously before... When I say public storage, right. just before they even knew what they were doing, so uh, they also had no room for people to stand up front. They had—I don't know if you remember—they had coffee tables. 
I so do it, remember that. Dude, it was crazy right. because it was like they they had just, they had only been doing shows there for less than six months, oh, and wow. so it was like they 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 tried to have or it was like a coffee shop. And they're just like, oh yeah, we're gonna have bands play too. Yeah, but these kinds of things. And it was, it was like, I mean, no one wants to sip a latte listening to hardcore. Right. And it was just like, it was so disheartening to see. It was just like, oh, like there could be no room for a pit. Not like there was enough people to warrant right, that. Right. But I just remember being like, it was such a weird night of just like, yeah. like even at my young seventeen year old, sixteen, seventeen year old <laughs> age, be like, man, I kind of feel for the indecision. Guys. Like, wow, these dudes are like, uh, you know, a world away from home and. This is what playing in front of like nine dudes. And, Here's like, the turnout. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, oh yeah. And he was like, yeah, we just thought it was like really weird. Like, you know, we're thinking like, oh, you know, like VOD's huge. So these dudes, it's going to be crazy. And then we showed up and there was nobody there. Right, right. You're like, oh. On that same tour, we, I was listening to the Robin Moran one. And yeah. he was like saying how, he, like they drove out somewhere and the guy's like, oh, we don't do show. What are, you, what are you talking about? And he like drove away. We literally did the same thing in Studio City, California. Oh, yeah. On that same tour. Of course. We roll in. Uh, the guy's like, uh what are you guys doing here? We're like, oh, we have a show booked here today. And he's like, really? What kind of music are you guys? And we're like, you know, punk hardcore. He's like, oh, I wish I would have known. We had a big BYO showcase here last night. He's like, we didn't know you guys were playing, but you're more than welcome to. All right? This is a hard for terrible you're, day. You're right. You're more than welcome to. So we literally were like, we're just going to run down the street, get a sandwich. We'll be right back. We got in the van, drove back to New York. <laughs> and we were like, fuck this. That <laughs> was like the last day anyway. So we were like, right. Do you want to yell for 40 minutes? Because I chose the fuck no. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Idea. And we just left. Right. This would essentially be a practice. <laughs> yeah. Like, we know these songs well enough. We've been playing them for years. But sure. And we literally drove home from California to New York and, like, whatever. Right. To whatever hell it was. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. we rolled home. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just... It is... It, it, it also... I mean, like, events like that also crystallized in my own head when, you know, the, the concept of touring. Because it's like, you don't understand when you're 14, 15, 16 years old that it's like when a band shows up you kind of feel like they materialize out of nowhere even regardless of where they're from right like you don't even make the concept like the connection of like oh they probably played like 30 shows before this and they're fucking exhausted or what like right and they're like cracked and like they're even beating Taco Bell for you know 40 days right yeah and, you're, and then like to, to put that all together and all of a sudden realize like this is a huge effort like this yeah, takes so much this. planning <laughs> like this costs a lot of money to get out even in 1998 you know it's like I mean, so many times, like, it's funny, like, thinking about it now. People are like, oh, yeah, you guys must have done really well back then. I'm like, absolutely not. No, not, e- not even. We're re- terrible. It's cool that everyone now can kind of be like, a decision. I love the decision. Oh, That's yeah. awesome, because nobody right, came. Because nobody- <laughs> right, because nobody. Right, there was a huge, yeah, there's a huge disconnect of, like, oh, it's cool, indecision is a is a cultural uh, touchstone for hardcore, but it's like, like, we No one gave a rat ass. Right. Like, no, honestly. Yeah, we yeah. would do tours, like... We literally toured every summer with Silent Majority. Right. Who also now... Oh, yeah, Revered. Oh, my God. Revered. Then we'd play to each other. Yeah. There'd been times that we'd set up both bands and go, Indecision, one song. Silent Split Majority, one song. Because we were just like, hey, we, have to, we, entertain we have to yourself. entertain ourselves. Like, I don't want to, you know. <laughs> and, like, we we played some place in, like, Riverside. We played on the... You, I think it was... You see Riverside. Oh, the barn. Yes. Yes. Amazing venue. Great and, like, venue. You see the... Like, you know, like, we look at the flyer, like, cool, seven seconds playing here. Oh, oh that'd be a good show. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. We're going to be here. We played, it was like us, Silent Majority, Millhouse, and. Oh, okay. Harkonnen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exit yeah. Music. Was it yeah. Exit Music yeah, tour? Yeah, I mean, I think that's like, that really what got them on record. After we were like, dude, they played in front of nine kids, and it was awesome, you know? Right. Um, yeah, there was like nobody there. Like, we had right. pockets here and there, but for the most part, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like, you were Strife for Earth Crisis, 
or sick of all, or you were nobody. Right. Yeah, nobody. that's true. That's true. There was no, yeah. There, like, there was a, there's no middle ground. Right. There was like, there's no middle class. There was no middle ground. It was either like, <laughs> you're idiots that have like, the, you know, you don't care about your summer and you're just going to waste money, which yep. is fine. Yeah. You want to go out and see it's the world. It's essentially a road trip, right? Right. Or, you know, there was certain bands that obviously made it. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different things that stress us out, right? Like maybe it's something really, really small, like, man, that parking space, it's always taken. And I wish that I would be able to like get it instead of, you know, this person that maybe, you know, is the most courteous and considerate. I know that's something very random, but it's true. We all experience different things throughout the day that trigger us in so many different ways. And there are many times where I have been like, I wish that I had a a spot or a repository for me to, you know, get this stuff off of my chest. Because if you bottle it up, that is no bueno. And then all of a sudden you explode on a coworker or a friend or a family member being like, the parking spot. And people are like, what are you talking about? That is where therapy comes in. And I love working with BetterHelp because I'm a huge advocate for therapy, broadly speaking. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, please give BetterHelp a try. It is so easy because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire, and then you get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you are not vibing with the therapist for any reason, you can switch it out at no additional charge. Get things off of your chest with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash Ray today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Ray. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Hey everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. We're back with season two of the podcast, which means more opportunities to glow up and become a more responsible and better adult, one life lesson at a time. And let me just tell you, this show is just as much for us as it is for for you. So let's figure this stuff out together. This season, we're going to talk about whether or not we're financially and emotionally ready for dog ownership. We're going to figure out the benefits of a high yield savings account. And what exactly are the duties of being a member of the wedding party? All that plus so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown Up Stuff. Yeah, on quote unquote, not you know. But yeah, at the pay, kind of like I, I think it was it was uh, it, I definitely especially like being from Southern California, it was like that was obviously a pocket where it was like you had bands that like started to click in Southern California from like right. you know like disembodied or like right. you said VOT did well, right. um, and then it was always it was always interesting to be like oh a band can travel then like you know four hours north or like eight hours north like San Francisco and play in front of like you said like ten people right of course and it, yeah it, and it was like bands like so they're like 
man, I wish I could cut out all these other shitty shows. I wish right. I could cut out, like, the Midwest or whatever. Right, just come to the showcase or whatever and just do it, you know? And, I mean, it's... it's. I think that's what makes touring so hard these days. Like, we always talk about it. It's like... Not that we go out touring anymore, but it's like... Yeah. You know, hey, California's awesome. Seattle, fantastic. Right. You still have to go through Wyoming to get there. Totally. You know, either, like... You bite the bullet and you drive through right. three of the biggest states in the country and right. just lose money, like you're hemorrhaging money, right. just to get to Seattle. Or yeah. you play, like, the Rinky Dink for playing 35 people, you know, at right. a which is awesome, too. Yeah. Because those 35 people want to be there. Of course, yeah. But it's a huge undertaking. And I didn't realize, you realize that as you get older, like, yeah. how much is involved in it. Totally. Like, now that we do, like, shows here and there, I'm like, holy shit, we used to do this, like, for months on end. <laughs> now I can barely get five people in a room for, like, one show. It's like, you right. know, like, I'm launching yeah, a space shuttle. Now, but back then it was like, oh, like, you know, European, oh, we're leaving September? Oh, we get home the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. All right, no problem. Right, you know, I got nothing going pack, on. Yeah, I'm going to pack everything up. Uh, I have five hundred dollars in cash. This is what I have. Been doing, you know, like right. ATMs let's, weren't like everywhere yet. You know, like, right? Let's put let's put this together. Yeah. Right. Where are we? Oh, first two shows are with the business. Sure. Sure. That actually happened to us. We were like, we got off like the plane. Uh huh. The tour dates, whatever. And sure. And I'm like, two shows in Germany. I'm like, the business. I'm like, this is the real business. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, this will not be good. Right. So it was like the skinhead band called Discipline. Okay. Us and the business. Okay. And we're like this weird, stupid, like, we yeah, have yeah. no idea what we're doing. Right. And it's like just skinheads. But like, real skinheads. Not sure. like American skinheads that are like, oh, you're not like, oh, yeah. This, I'm like, you could all be Nazis. At this. I have of no course. idea what the hell's going on. I don't know what you're yelling at me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're singing about drinking and driving. We're a bunch of like weird, like, straight edge fucking atheists. Right. This <laughs> is going to be great. Right. right. Yeah. But yeah, like, just like to, to know how much of, uh, I mean, I, I, the undertaking that it take, you know that that was touring in the nineties, right? The log- the logistics behind it that you just didn't you, you did it because it was a necessity, but you didn't you didn't put any thought into it. Right. I mean, that's all you really knew. So it was kind of like, yeah. oh well, you know, we're going to play Virginia. Yeah. I take out the Grand McNally and I figure out how the hell to get to Virginia. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I actually did just I just did like a story about this for like a friend of mine. Yeah. Was, like doing an actual paper zine. Oh sure. And he's like, can you like you know touring in the nineties? I was like. It's completely like, like the difference between like listening to Rollins talk about touring with Black Flag, of course, to us in the '90s to like what goes on in 2014. Yeah, it could be 200 years. Oh, totally. The difference. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I was like, there were no cell phones. Yeah, there were no maps. There were no, no like GPS systems. Of course, I didn't have any way of being like, I wonder if there's vegan food right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Like kind Good of luck. like yeah, right. Yeah, you yeah. know, like it would be like you ask people at the show. Yeah, like hey, oh, you can come back to vegan potluck at my house. Right. Awesome. We're gonna watch cherry <laughs> videos all night and fucking eat. Yeah. yeah, sick. You know, and uh, you know, I, I would like we would drive to the center of the city and like hope to find kids and like a yeah. shirt. And you look right. You look for the like, scene. Fucking yeah. creepy bat like in a van like following some random. Do you guys know where the show is? Yeah, like hey, you have an Earth Crisis shirt on. You know where? You know, like they're right. like oh, there's a show night, <laughs> which right. is usually our story. Like, Oh yeah, we were playing down the street. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no one goes to that venue. Oh, cool. Oh, great. That's, right. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Maybe maybe we'll go to the mall and then look for people to like invite to the show. <laughs> like, hey, we used to lie because there was another band called Indecision. Oh, okay. That was like a like a Grateful Dead band. Oh, okay. I didn't know. That. So like like random like fifty year old Hessians would show up and they're like and they just come in and like no one would dissuade them. Right. So yeah, you'd like, like come on in, buddy. We need that door money. Yeah, that's hey, that's eight bucks. That'll you know. <laughs> right. That's like two of us at Taco Bell. Like we're right. gonna play we're, things. We're absolutely perfect. But you yourself, you were born and raised on the East Coast in Brooklyn. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. you you are tried and true. Yes, like I'm a real and you. Real New Yorker. I, I presume at the, I mean at this point yeah. in your life, you could never ever ever see yourself living anywhere else. 
Or could you? I absolutely could. I would totally live in the Joshua Tree area. Oh, okay. We went there for a bachelor party for a friend of mine. It was like 13 whacked out straight dudes at a bachelor party. So it wasn't like we weren't doing like peyote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were 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 having a trip. Right, right. You know, and I was just like, wow, I could totally live in that area. Okay. Which is like the complete antithesis of what I've grown up to be. Totally. But I I could totally like live in a house. You could totally just kind of like. desert and be like. Fuck it. This yeah. is it. This is what I do now. Right. You're like, like it'll it'll take you six months to adjust to the lack of noise. Right. And then I'd you know, and I'd probably melt. You know, my Irish skin would probably burn. Right. Right. I got that. You know, I'd get okay. I'd be wearing like some kind of rattlesnake belt or something. I think I could do it. Right. Right. Is it? it that's. I mean, it's it's good that you can admit that because I think that's like that's. Uh, you know, a sign of maturity because I think so many people would just be like, "Oh no, I would never fuck best city in the world." I would never. I mean, and there, yeah, there's an course. element of that, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I love New York, and I think it's great. It's absolutely different than it used to be. Yeah. Good, you know, for good and bad. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, but I think like this time around, like even with the band, like, we've gotten to go certain places that you don't really get to to appreciate when you're doing it like every day. Of course. You know, so now like you know, we flew out a couple of years ago to go to Seattle. Right. I totally live here, you know. Or like, hey, yeah, because you because because at that it's, it's such a good point. Yeah. Because at that point, you you make an effort to see outside the four blocks you're surrounded by the venue, which right. is usually in a shitty area. Absolutely, it's never in a yeah. It's never like oh, this is like the coolest place. Nowadays, it might be different, but yeah, you know, it yeah. used to be like you guys aren't from around here, are you? Right. Uh, no, no. Yeah, we're from New York. They're like, yeah, get whatever you need. You should go back to wherever you, like wherever totally. you're staying. Don't be walking around because when it gets you know, like I'm like, oh, you know, like and we're like dumb New York, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're never tourists. We're New York. Right, like, yeah, get I out of go here. anywhere. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. you know, like that was my whole thing. Like, I'm not a tourist. I'm from New York. Anywhere I go, I'm at home. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter. I've got, I've got, I've got an experience. Here. Yeah, like it's cool. I've been to bad places. This is fine. You know. Right. Um, but like going back, it's kind of like, it's such a blur. Like you know, when you're on tour, as you know, it's yeah. kind of like, you know, LA, San Diego. Then we're going here, and then we're in Tucson. Then we're over here. It's kind of like you don't get to appreciate it. It's cool. Yeah. Maybe you, if you have time, you go see like, right. The, you know, you whatever. have to, you have to, you legitimately have to make an effort. I'll, I'll never, I was always that guy in my band of being like, let's go see shit. Whereas right. everybody else was like, fuck you. I'm staying here in the van or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'll never forget the one I was like, I rallied everybody to be like, dude, we were staying in France in Salem and like, dude, we got to see Plymouth Rock. Our nation right. was batting on this. <laughs> everybody, let's do this. And then we go there and it's the smallest ass rock in the middle of a cage. And right. it was like, Everybody was so pissed at me to be like, right. dude, we just drove like an hour, it's a day off. And if you, but yeah, again, it's that you really have to put forth that effort right. in order Rachel to was see anything. That. Rachel would be the one play. All right, we're two and a half hours away from, you know, like, I have pictures of us in front of Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Four idiots from Brooklyn and a girl from Jersey in right. front of Mount Rushmore. Like, yeah. none of my family have ever seen Mount Rushmore. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, like, we're two and a half hours away from the Hoover Dam, but we're going to go. Right. Oh, awesome. Oh, okay. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know yeah. if I would have had the kind of. Taking the the, the uh, initiative, initiative, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Initiative to kind of do that myself, but like right. it's kind of like All right. you need, yeah, you need that sort of like, like cheerleader. That one person to kind of like we got to do it because otherwise I'm like I'm really tired. And yeah, yeah. Love to just you can find a million there. reasons of yeah, why you, you know, don't need I'm to do that. I'm dying for a bagel. I just want to sit around, you know. But yeah, then it's yeah. Like, when the hell am I ever going to be back here? Right. I'm well, gonna. I need to soak this up. Yeah. I'm in like South Dakota. I'm never coming back here. Like, <laughs> right. I'm never coming back here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to do this. You know. Right. Right. But it's, I think I could totally see myself living. Okay. West Coast, I think. I like California. I never did. Like, I hated LA. LA's terrible. You know what I'll, I mean? Yeah, I'll be the first to say that. Because I feel like it's kind of like, well, if I'm going to move out of New York. Yeah. Like, as far as, like, cities go. Yeah. I'm going to move somewhere. If I'm moving out of New York, it has to be somewhere warm. 
Sure. Makes no sense for me to go to Philly, no. Boston. It's like the same shit. You've already got the weather. And yeah. I like New York better. Right. But like, yeah, I loved San Diego. I loved like Ocean County, uh, Orange County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we, the few times we've been in LA, like playing like the Roxy and stuff, like this place sucks. Oh, I yeah, yeah. Never, I live in the Bay. I like the Bay a yep. lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally Portland, Seattle, like, anywhere out there, I could totally picture Sure, myself okay. You can like, picture hey, yourself. I'm normal. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> It would have to be like warm. I wouldn't be like, "Hey, I'm moving to Chicago. It's colder." Right? Yeah, that's it's great. A beautiful city. I get to experience more snow. Yeah, awesome. Lake effect. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the um, and so your your family structure. You have brothers and sisters. I have three sisters. I have one younger sister and two older sisters. Wow. So that must have been uh, interesting being raised in a predominantly, I mean, a a, a a feminine household, as it were. Absolutely. I mean, we have it's our setup is really kind of strange, and every time I tell people, they're like, "Really?" Yeah. So like. My younger sister is two years younger than me. Okay. My next oldest sister is 11 years older than me. They took, and my yeah. oldest sister is 17 years old. So she's literally, a lot of times, my friend's moms are the same age as my oldest sister. Right. Like, close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, she's 55? My yeah. mom's 57. Like, That's literally a generational gap. Yes, in, in, in some respects. Right. right. So I was kind of almost raised by the older sisters. You know, like, my father worked, like, super hard. So it was kind of like, he was really around. Right. Like, we watched baseball and that kind of stuff. Like, sure. dude stuff. And then, like, everything else is, like, my two older sisters and my mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it kind of gave me, like, a different view on a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think a strong feminine upbringing, it definitely, you know, gets you, you know, prepared in so many ways that, that to a guy, you know, a, a dude, generally speaking, can't, you know, like, get you emotionally ready and be like, oh, like, I can talk about my feelings. Right. Like, it's not like, no, if this is cool, I'm not yeah. Yeah, like, Push that shit down. Yeah. Push it down immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be better when it explodes in 20 years. Right. <laughs> but it takes down so much. Fear. And especially, especially the, the Irish in you as well. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's like, yeah, I'm going to push this down. And in 70 years, yeah, oh, yeah, that yeah. will be able to, generationally speaking, my grandson will be feeling this. <laughs> oh, I, yes. My family is quite Irish. So we're all like, no, don't, don't, don't mention it. We, we won't yeah, yeah, fight. But I'm sense. like, fuck that. Like, I'm, you know, like, I think from the get-go, I was like punk rock soul. And I'm sure. Like, you know, like, it's very symptomatic of like, almost like an alcoholic family it's kind of like oh, don't yeah. say anything oh of course I know so and so screwed up don't even bother don't yeah, mention yeah, anything yeah. so I would kind of be like fuck that I'm telling yeah, her yeah let's talk about yeah, this yeah and they were like no 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 and I'm like not no, not even to like be like don't don't get her started she's gonna fight somebody it was kind right. of like you did X and you need to know that right but like my family was every, everything's like avoided swept under the rug yeah it's like a week from now we won't even remember it I'm like well I kind yeah. of yeah <laughs> like, that's kind of a big deal yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's yeah right but, especially the uh, did you know being from an Irish family, yeah. does the the common conception is that like oh like you know alcoholism it runs rampant. Oh yeah, absolutely, and it okay. does. <laughs> okay. Oh it does. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. your you, your family was afflicted with that as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like my, my father, my grandfather, my sure. you know maternal grandmother. Uh huh. It, it runs in the blood, so it's kind of like sure hardcore kind of in that aspect. I mean, in no million aspect, but in that aspect, kind of like saved my life. You know what I mean? Like sure. If it wasn't for like. I'm like 14 and I'm listening to my after that I'm like holy crap I don't really want to drink and that dude totally you know says right. it perfectly you know what I mean I can plug myself it. into this thing right, right. it right. makes total sense you know what I mean yeah and it's kind of like like my mom's like overjoyed that still to this day I'm so straight edge I'm like, I'm oh I'm sure you know what I mean like the other ones drink and it's nothing terrible right but it's kind of like there's that gene somewhere oh totally and if I ever tapped into that it would be awful I wouldn't want to do that and I wouldn't know what it would end up being Right. So it's like, well, yeah, you would probably swing the complete opposite direction and just be like, uh, you know, I mean, just be, just immerse yourself in alcohol. Right. And like, am I going to be like the crying drunk? Am I going to be like yeah. the fighting drunk? Fighting everyone? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. 
you're into hardcore, you're fucked up. There's a reason why you're in it. Totally. Man or woman. If you're into hardcore, there's something inherently right. off with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you're attracted not... to a subculture that, like, you know, for all intent and purposes, is meant to embrace, you know, being a misfit, being the outsider in some capacity. So, yeah, you, there's, there's, the, the laws of attraction exist in every element of that, including fucking hardcore. Oh, absolutely. Right. Um, I mean, it sounds like you were you were introduced to like punk and hardcore at a relatively early age. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and like freshman year of high school, like a friend of mine uh-huh. um, had given me like a tape and it was like minor thread on one side, and like it was like either dinosaur. I, I want to say it was dinosaur junior or sick little on the other side. Okay. And I was kind of like, I don't know what the hell these people are talking about. But yeah. It's awesome. Right. I don't understand a word they're saying. Sure. But it's a lot of backups, and it's like dudes screaming, and I'm into it. You know, and right. it's kind of like. I wish I could go and find that dude now and, like, hug him. Yeah. Like, dude, you don't realize, you know, no, no, no 25 realization. years out or whatever, 23 years out, like, you have no idea how much you've changed my life. Mm-hmm. Like, just give me a shitty TDK tape with, like, totally. my on the side. You know what it, I mean? Yeah. He's probably, like, some regular dude. He was, I re- James Kim, nice Korean dude. Yeah. Yeah, but he probably has nothing to do with the music or, right. or in, in any way that we would, you know. Of course. But, like, if he only knew how much he impacted me and all my friends' lives that we all got uh-huh. to go out and do stuff. Right. Not necessarily on my merit, but it's kind of like I got into it, met these guys, you know, yeah, all yeah, these, yeah. Like, we all went to high school. Together. Right, so and the, ge- like, the general enthusiasm, it's like usually you need those like those people who are active and you you've always you've always struck me, like just as an outside observer of you and your bands and the way you express yourself, you were you always you you would strike me as the type of person that would be a cheerleader for all that stuff where it's like you you know you may not be the first or the second or you know the the third to find it in your group of friends but once you did you were going to be like guys we're going along with this like this is amazing right oh absolutely and I feel like Uh I even find myself doing that today with my older friends I can't tell you how many times I go no I know I get it but dude you gotta check this out right and there's older guys that are kind of like "Eh, I listen to I'm like no but you're missing out right you Hit know, this up, right? Fucking have heart, or you know, my yeah, life yeah. is war. Or I'm like, there's some shit going on now that you, I'm sure you're overlooking, or even like, like incendiary, like band from totally New York Day. amazing like, band. Like, dude, like, yeah, you're they, really they sound out. right. <laughs> they sound like indecision. Yeah, they kind of do. Like, yeah, yeah. Like high pitched singer guy and his mashballs. I'm like, it's exactly if you like us, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, and I mean, they obviously do their own thing, whatever. But it's kind of like, oh yeah, I'm always like the like dude. I know you're old. I know you only want to listen to this. Right. And, like, you'll only go out when Hatebreed plays or AF plays. And that's cool. Right. Like, you're really missing out. If you're in, at all interested in any of this, yeah. you need to check out X, Y, and Z. Like, yeah. You know, also, Burn I, was great, but there's right. stuff going on afterwards, man. You'd be really surprised. Totally. You know? I, find, I, I find it, too. It's interesting because the I think if you describe it to people as in, like, okay, hey, like, I mean, music is cyclical, as everybody knows, Absolutely. and independent music is obviously not, um, you know, immune to that. So it's like you can be like, "Hey, you haven't listened to music in, you know, ten to fifteen years, like new music." Right. I'll, you'll be shocked at what you hear right. because, like, you, these bands that are younger are aping the stuff of what's happening or what's happened in the early to mid nineties, right. and you'd be like. Hey, this is like they're wearing their influences in their sleeves, and it's oh, like, absolutely. and then it, I always find it when I put it in that context, it's like, oh yeah, like I, I see that. that every band ever is ripping off quicksand now, and right. they were doing that in the mid '90s, and like, right, yeah, I think that, yeah, right. But I feel like I'll, I'll, quite often I'm like the kind of like, just do yourself a favor, just check it out. Right. Might not like you know, you'd be, but, you'd be surprised, right, right, right. And it's kind of like, it's a bit of an undertaking sometimes to kind of be like, hey man, like to convince people because it's like, oh, yeah, you're yeah. still kind of like on the periphery, so you're somewhat sure. interested. Right, and like it's you're not only interested based on something from twenty years ago. Right. There's something that still brings you around. Yeah, 
like you'd be surprised. There's a lot of intelligent, great hardcore. You know, if you like stuff in the nineties, it's bands now that are doing it better. It's like you totally, know, quite totally. often. Right. You know, it's like and with better recordings. Better recordings, <laughs> smarter lyrics, you know, it's kind of like like if you like say Strife and Judge, you might want to check out Half Hard. You'd be really shocked. Yeah. You know, like or even if like you liked like the mid nineties like emo kind of thing, like, yeah. like Hoover or whatever, you know. I'm like, right. Check out like My Life is War kinda of sounds like that. Totally. You know, like the new you know, it's kind of like melodic and, and you know, there's certain bands like those bands that kind of come around that's kind of like old shit. And right. then like, cross generation. And like even like, you know, you can't listen to everything. No. You know, as you get older you have to make time and kind of and you, it takes more effort as you get older. Yeah, and I think you have more of like a like discerning pace as well. Totally. Kind of like you know, it's like you know your wheelhouse. Like I've heard this yeah. seventeen times before. I didn't like this in nineteen ninety six. I'm not going to like it in two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you know, there's sometimes these bands will come along. They're like, all right, I'm saying something like right. special. This is progressed. Yeah, right, and right. like it's like this is like when you look back over the years, this is going to be something that you're like, you got to see so and so. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I like, I even had that feeling like with like Bane. Yeah. That I was like, you know, we were sitting there, like, I forget what show. I mean, like, every show we would just be like, seven billion people singing along and having, like, the greatest time. And, like, yeah. I turned to my friend, I'm like, this is we're probably, seeing like, something. This is Black Flag for us, kind of. Like, yep. this is kind of like when people go, oh, when I saw, you know, Bad Brains at A7, like, this is our version of that because it's like. People are going to reference that show. You're right, right, totally. You know what I mean? It's kind of like. All right, you heard me talk about the new H2O record at the very top of the show. Here's some more details about it. So first of all, thank you so much to Bridge Nine Records for believing in this show and deciding to come on as a sponsor. It's so awesome when labels do that because, uh, you know, I'll be frank, there are not a lot of record labels that are interested in spending money because, after all, the music industry is in a terrible place. Thank you so much, Bridge Nine. But I'm very, very excited to talk to you about the new H2O record. So most of you can recall the interview I had with Toby, I don't know, 50 or some odd episodes ago. But if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it because it's a very, um, yeah, it's a revealing conversation. But this is the first new H2O record in seven years. And it comes out on October 9th of this year, 2015. Pre-order the record, b9store.com backslash H2O. And they'll be on tour in November and December doing their own U.S. headliner. Then in January, they're going over to Europe where they are immensely popular. They're on their persistence tour with a bunch of other bands like Terror and Ignite, Twitching Tongues, a bunch of other great bands. What's even cooler about this particular release is that, uh, I mean, Toby, the singer, knows a lot of people. He knows a, uh, you know, a skater, maybe you've heard of him before, called Steve Caballero awesome because they did a music video with him where they're skating around playing guitars it's really really fun pre-order the record for b9store.com backslash h2o and check out all the other cool stuff they have going on i actually had chris wren the owner of the label on 20 or so shows ago and it was it it renewed my faith that people running record labels i mean it's a thankless job and it's very difficult to make ends meet but chris has been doing it for close to 20 years or actually over 20 years now i think it's incredible so check out the new h2o record check out bridge nine records in general yeah thank you very much here here's the rest of the show so often look back and it's like it was better here or better there of course. I, I can't say that for certain that it ever was no but i think like there's so much like there's a time and a place that like you'll see a band and you know i think how many great bands there were in the 90s yep and i feel like maybe i'm biased but i feel like the 90s were like the most kind of well, there was, yeah. Well, there was because there was so, there was so many subgenres of music that were existing in all these geographical pockets that it was just like it was such a 
vibrant time where it's like you saw when you rolled through certain cities or when you started to pay attention to certain geographical locations. Right. The, the, sonically, you were just like, oh, I can, like, this band's probably from here. And then you were probably able to be right with that. Right, absolutely. And it was also just like, it, it, it was like so strange to be like, I mean, from Southern California, it was such a melting pot where it's like you could drive two hours north from Orange County into like Santa Barbara and the whole right. ebullition scene. Right. And you were just like, they, you know, bands like Yafet Koto and everything that was happening right, there. Right, you were just the like, smell or whatever the hell it was. Right, and you yeah, were just like, totally, yeah. yeah, the living room. Yeah, you would just be like, you, your mind would be blown because you'd be like, this, like, drive two hours south and it's like, this is, you know, metalcore heaven. Right. And it was like, it, it just was so, yeah, I mean, it was a total, every scene was trying to find its foothold somewhere. Absolutely. And I think there's, I mean, there's a lot to, you know, and I think that's why almost nowadays that's that sound is like so neat oh yeah now, because it's kind of like you know you could go to a show even listen to i was listening to the matt Pryor podcast yeah, yeah, i yeah. to refer to everything you've done that's but, fine i appreciate but, it but like he was talking about something and like i was actually at the show he's like the first time get up kids played tbgb's yeah and it was literally get up kids and braid right 97a spaz right. and Rex. Right. Like, what yeah. and i was there and then i you know, people would see the flyer now but this really is this like a fanzine or is this I'm like no this really yeah. happened yeah like, this, this really happened this is like, real. Oh, I saw you know Spaz and, and Spaz and Piebald at a at a uh, a bowling alley yeah of course you know what I mean it was like <laughs> such a random array and for the most part it was, you know it, there was a lot of crossover right you know like one day you might play like like we always like use the example like literally in like three different weeks we played like one show with Hot Water Music and Torch to Rome and like okay, those yeah. kind of like seeing red kind of bands yep. the next weekend we played with A Veil in 400 years yep. and the next weekend after that we played with 25 to Life it was kind of like and it all kind of sort of made sense like yeah. it was kind of like but I think you know there were so many bands that it was just like it almost felt new like when you hit listen to say a band like Harvest mm. you're like yep. You're like, who the fuck ever did anything like this before? Right. There's and they're from of, Minneapolis, right? Yeah, right. like, yeah, they must be mad because it's really cold all the time. Of course. Or like disembodied. Yep. That one note that they had. Totally. That, I mean, it went, it became its own genre. Almost. Yep. Like that weird, like, yeah, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Right. And I feel like there were so many bands like that, you know, around the country. Right. That it was just kind of, you know, um, I mean, it was just, it was just so much, there was so much stuff going on. That, yeah. Maybe I'm older and a little bit more out of touch. I don't feel like there's that as much of that going on. Sure. It's yeah. It's kind yeah. of like, well, I mean, oh, you're a '90s band. You're right. a youth group band. Right. You're a beatdown moshcore band. And that's sure. It. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we're we're always gonna look back nostalgically on the eras that we were most involved. You know, from a, a touring right. activity standpoint. But it's like there there's total truth to the fact that it's like there. You know, I mean, when bands can obviously like fly to the West Coast and do like a West Coast weekend and like. Right. When bands started to do that of a level that I was like, they can't afford. Like, no I was like, like, how are they pulling this off? I'm like, right. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah. When in my eyes did it, it's like, of course it makes sense because right. they they're were huge. They're right. going to they sell out the show- showcase and it's going to be crazy. Totally, yeah. totally. But then it was just like you know when certain bands it was like started to you know whatever random bands like you know when if Foundation comes out to the West Coast, I was right. just like. They can afford that, right? right like, I was like, they, they can afford five plane tickets. Yeah. Like, that's a, I was like, that's, that's twenty five hundred bucks at least, right? Like, I, I saw them. They were like on one of the like, unbroken shows. I'm like, how the hell Dude, are they like, flying out to like San Diego to play one show? Yeah, like, there's no. I was like, yo, straight up, their guarantee is probably four, five hundred bucks. bucks at the most. Yeah, like they're taking a hit. They really, they really want to play with them, you know. But yeah, but it's like when you when you have the ability to kind of do do that, it's like yeah, you're you're you know you're completely overlooking these scenes that are obviously like we were joking about. You just you know total flyover states, right? But it's like you would see these weird things like you know like happening in Omaha, Nebraska, where it was just like oh this weird sound and like nothing ever 
took hold because it was you know culturally devoid of like a scene right that was able to foster itself over years and years and years um but it was yeah there definitely is a lot of 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 fertility in the grounds that were being laid in the mid 90s because that was such an apex of like independent music in general Right, of course. I mean, across the board, not yeah. just in punk and hardcore. Yeah, no, totally, you know, totally. Kind of, yeah. Watching your your musical progression and the exits in each of your bands yes. from Indecision, Most Precious Blood. It seems like even though you were rooted in the scene and being right. active and stuff like that, you you always seemed to have a sense of like, there's an expiration date with this. Like, I have to concentrate on real life in some capacities. Was there? It, I mean, was that? Is that just me projecting on you, or is that? Was there some truth in that when you did exit both your bands? It was just like, I have like, I, like there's fucking finances and like stuff, real life. But I mean, I didn't know if I necessarily looked at it like, kind of like, hey, I can only do this for so long, you know? Yeah. yeah but yeah. I think it was kind of like, before I was into punk and hardcore, I was like, this is what I'm gonna do with my life. I'm gonna be like a student. I'm gonna go and do this. I'm gonna do this. Then it was kind of like, well, you know, like these things kind of came about that I was like, there's, I'd be an idiot to like turn this down. Okay. So it was kind of like... It, Opportunities it, presented absolutely. as well. Absolutely. You know, and it was Got kind it. of like, you know, when the band started, it was like, well, like when I say when Indecision started, I would be surprised if we ever played even Manhattan. Never right. mind, you know. Yeah. And it was kind of like, well, all right, we'll put out these demos. Oh, a seven inch, holy crap, sure. this is really happening. Like, it's like, we're a band now, like, this is real. <laughs> right. Then it kind of like progressed and it was like, well, you know, I could tour during the summer. Sure. Then it was like, all right, well, then I graduated college Really, nothing really forcing me to do anything else. Right. So, do you want to go on? Okay, we'll go to Europe. Or sure. we'll go do this. Or we'll go. And it kind of like, it just kind of snowballed. So, it, like, I kind of had this plan set for myself. Okay. It would just kind of like spread out a little bit more because these opportunities, you know, pre- pre- like kind of presented themselves. Okay. That I could have never foreseen. Sure. You know, and it was kind of like, I, yes, I would go do this. Like, even with Most Country Club when it first started, we're like, right. this would be cool. We'll do weekends. Right. You know, and we're all in agreement. It's like, yeah, you know what? We're going to be adults, and we're just going to, like, play on the weekends. You know, if there's, like, a week tour somewhere, we can go to Europe, whatever. Right. But, like, we can't do this. You know, I can't. For real truck, you know? Sure. And they're like, yeah, 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 we're just going to do it down. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, we do this demo. And then it's like, oh, oh, Truska wants to put it out. I'm like, well, Truska has everything cool. All right, cool. And yeah, then it's yeah, kind yeah. of like, all right, so Sick Roll wants us to come down to Florida with them. Okay. And yeah. it's like... Hey, you want to play Furnace Fest? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And then it was, well, that was a whole, we can get back to that. That was a, that was quite the experience. I, re- I remember seeing, because Taken played Furnace Fest, and it was like, I was so stoked, because like, I mean, I had heard you guys, but then when you did the Unbroken ripoff shirts, right. I was just like, the ones that immediately faded away after one wash. Oh, man, we did them ourselves. Like, we were very good at it. Yeah. <laughs> it was, but yeah, why, I, man? <laughs> of course. But it, it was, it was, it was definitely one of those things that just, it, it endeared me even further to, to your band, because I was like, oh, yeah, Unbroken. This is like, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, yeah. that was a whole other, you know, and well, then kind of like snowball and it was like well alright then once like once things ended with both bands I was kind of like well time to go back to work okay, go back to school go back to do this so it's kind of like okay. I literally have alternated school and the band for like the last 20 years okay. like it kind of just like it was like you know graduated college went on tour left the band and, uh-huh. you know went, went to grad school graduated grad school a year or two later here comes No Fresh Blood and we're not going to really do anything. We're going to have full-time jobs and just do this on the weekend. Weekend Warriors. Right. All right, we're touring the whole, you know, country and we're doing this. All right, so I quit my job. We all quit our jobs. Yeah. And we did it full-time. And it was, like, mind-blowing. It was, like, I have, a, I have my own apartment that I can do this full-time. This is insane. Like, right. You know? And it was just kind of, like, a fruitful time for everybody. The early 2000s was kind of, like... Oh, yeah, the heyday. Yeah, because yeah. by, by that point, it's, like, I, I always reference... I mean, 
Poison the Well was such a huge band to kind of break through what I mean, because obviously it's like Hatebreed had already kind of escalated to that right, next they were level. They, they were like, yeah, yeah. it's like that's a they're, they're they're now in the metal community, even though it's clearly they still they're yeah, a hardcore band. Were, yeah, but, just, yeah. but it was yeah, Poison the Well I think just like opened it up so much where it was just like, oh my gosh, so much can be kind of you know reaped from being a band on this sort of level on the right. Triskill and Ferret level right. and then right. it just yeah then, then it's like the doors blew open for everybody where right. it was like, like Bridge Nine bands you know totally like, if you think of all the bands were doing it full time in like the 2001 to 2005 area yeah you know it was like Hope Conspiracy Bane American Nightmare Convert it was like everybody was doing it full time right and it was it was fine it was great it worked yeah. out for everyone and every, you know? yeah everybody can put those pieces together and it's just like wow that's crazy that it was such a yeah fertile time right so that's, that's interesting I, I, I never I guess I never looked at it from that perspective of like just like you were just kind of keeping your head down and just being like well like I can't say no to this I can't say no to this opportunity like right, right. I just kind of like putting one foot in front of it. so like yeah. what did you have like even before I mean like you were saying music kind of took hold of you did you have a path in regards to like yo this is what I want to do for some sort of career like was there any semblance of that or yeah, was there yeah I mean I think I wanted like once I started in college I, I knew I was really into like psychology okay so then I like I went back and got like my master's in forensic psychology okay I, was, like, I always really wanted to do law too so I don't know so it's like that's most right blood. I was like I'm in middle law school sure so I went to law school and then you know it was kind of like then like literally after law school started it stopped it was kind of like well you know we, we like Indecision Reunited to do a few benefits for, uh, for a friend of ours that had cancer that was like getting alternative treatments that Medicaid didn't pay for so it was like Hey, for five hundred bucks, he gets a week of treatment. So yeah. it's like, okay, why would we not do this? Right? Yeah. So like, we put, you know, we put together a bunch of shows, like all the merch. We don't need, you know. So it was kind of like, that was really fun, right? And it was a lot of work to do this, right? So you know, let's keep it open. Like, we'll see. Yeah. You know, and it was kind of like when we first did it, it was just like Rachel, Justin, and I, and the two of our friends like filled in because the other two guys weren't really into it. Then it was kind of like, all right, the next show, or the original drummer was like, all right, I'll do it. And then, the next, like, so they all came back. So, like, literally from 2007 on, it's been... Yeah, it's been the core group, right? Yeah, you know, right. so kind of, you know, so once, like, like I, I literally, like, graduated law school on May 1st or something, or April 30th. Yeah. And I was in Chicago on May 1st at Burning Fight. Burning show. Fight show, right, You know, right. it's kind of like, all right. And I was like, like shit, I, I really should be studying for the bar, but I'm at a hardcore show in Chicago. Like, this, like all right. I, I guess I'm back on this. Yeah, like, I, I guess this is happening again. All right, cool, you know. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Hey, everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. Here's a clip from an upcoming episode featuring the weekly home checks, Keyshawn Lane, that you won't want to miss. 
a common mistake that a lot of people do. They use fabric softener when it's not so great for your clothes. Should we never be using fabric softener? No, you should not ever be using fabric softener. It leaves a deposit on our clothes, which is also left in the machine. And it also makes the clothes highly flammable. Wait, what? (laughs) Yes. What you want to do instead is just use a quarter cup of vinegar. And that'll make them softer? That'll make them softer. And if you wanted some kind of scent, you can use essential oils. Wow, wow, wow. Catch new episodes of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult every other Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown Up Stuff. Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, but when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app. I mean, it's something that's obviously transcended, like, you know, hardcore in general is, like, obviously the, you know, for those of a sacrifice lyric, like... Right. The, it, it's so interesting because it's like very few things kind of like bubble up past the surface of just like being like you know whatever bang can we start again like right like that that will that will people may have tattooed on them that on them but it's like that's never bubbling up to even further like you know how it has right. with those lyrics right 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 and the 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 feeling that it must <laughs> evoke inside of you for something I mean because I, I always reference like art once it's been you know, once you put it out in the world, like, it's not yours anymore. Right. Like, and whatever intent you have originally putting it together. Right. Where does it go from there? Um, and I'm sure I'm sure you've had so many random and mixed feelings in regards to the way those... Because, I mean, you know, a lot... I mean, essentially, I mean, people obviously chop up the quote where it's like... Right, right. And a lot of people take it out of... Well, not a it's lot of people. Context. It's 100% out of context. Right, and it's a beautiful thing. Right. Like that, that complete, core message, right? Yeah, it's completely out of context. Did you ever, did you ever kind of battle that sort of like, oh, like no, like this is not meant for this. Like, did you ever try to like actively not push against people who were trying to like take it away? But like, you know, like did, did you ever have any battles inside your own head in regards to that? I mean, I think like you know we all were like, well, that was wasn't really the intent, right? But that's almost better than what we could have thought it thought it, you know, made it out to be, so it was kind of like, uh-huh. it started off very small, it literally oh, yeah. started off a bunch of, the dudes in Silent Majority Millhouse got it on a tour, right? and they're like, we're gonna, um, we're, we have a surprise for you guys, and we're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh. you know, like, it was forever like, hey, we're gonna fuck with you, and like, leave a dead fish in your car, like, it was like, right. oh, fucking great, man, I'm gonna smell for a week now, because you put an onion in our, you know, carburetor, right. so like, they were like, and, and it was like, I think it was Tommy from Silent Majority, I'm like, what exactly is it, seven words? Right. Like the seven dead, like the it's like a George Carlin. I don't. What are we talking? Right, where are we going? You know, and they came back with it. Like, holy shit, man, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, never thinking like I'm like, wow, that's crazy. These seven dudes of all bands that I love, right? All have this. That's all. Like, that's really it's cool. Great. Yeah. And it was kind of like I'm sorry. It's fine. And it was kind of like, oh, and then these other guys. And then it was like uh-huh. more people we met were like, how the fuck did this happen? You know what I mean? It kind of like it expanded and like random, random bands and random dudes that I'm like. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, um, what's that? Was, yeah. What's most random? Like the the ones that like, Avenge Sevenfold use it for their thank yous. Oh yeah. In a record, and it's like for right. those all about sacrifice, you know, fucking whatever. Right. You know, and like, or just bands I would never, and this is no slight against them, but like sure. bands that I was like, you know, 
Sing from Atreyu has him on his leg. Right. I'm sure he's a hardcore dude. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. hearing them, I would never be like, that band, no, that right. dude totally likes Sadie Sadie. I could totally <laughs> tell. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, and it's I, totally but true. But like, there he was. Like, we played with them years ago in Most Precious Blood, and there he was. I was like, that's fucking awesome. I'm like, you're in this gigantic band, and you like my stupid little band. Like, this is awesome, you know? Right, right, right. And then it kind of, like, it kind of spiraled. It kind of, like, got a little out of control uh-huh. when it was, like... It's gotten to a point that it's no longer a sign to us. Like, no. At all. Not at all. It's not even like, hey, I, I saw this band's lyric and I like it, I'm going to get it. I totally. don't even know what this band yeah, is. Yeah, no, no one can even attribute it to your, the, I mean, the source. Like, at all. It's right. kind of like... It, I mean, it's like the keep calm and carry on thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, that can be appropriated to, you know, the British military, but you're right. just like, if you ask a random person in the street, like, they wouldn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, hey, yeah, it's every rip-off design you possible. <laughs> right, right, you know, and it's kind of like... You know, I'll get people that'll like tag me on Instagram. You know, like they'll be looking through people's like tattoos, portfolios, yeah, stuff, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know. And I'd like, that's cool, but this dude definitely has no idea where this came from. Yeah, like, no, not no at cool. all. And right, that's right. awesome. Yeah. But I mean, like, if I see some you know random person on the street, I'm like, yeah. yeah. And then they're gonna be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, this actually came up. There was a big thing. I don't know if you had seen it. Like, a soldier. It was like, yeah. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like, hold. Jesus, this is insane. You know, right. like, over the years, we've had things that have kind of, like... Bubbled up where it's like, right. oh, what the yeah. fuck? Like, you know, we've had, like, hey, you know, a friend of ours died and, like, got lyrics on their headstone. Like, this is fucking creepy. Like, hold, this is amazing, though. Like, this of is, like, course. something I could tell my mom, being like, hey, remember me being an idiot yeah, for yeah. all these years? Like, look at this. Or, like, you know... Yeah, something sub- substantial. Right. Quote, unquote, substantial to show so, all this. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's That it resonated like, with somebody. Right, right. I mean, like, they wanted me, like, to be, like, an Irish tenor, and then I was kind of like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Like, my father's like, you can sing. Can you sing, like, that Hootie and the Blowfish guy? I'm like, I don't want to sing like that guy. That, you know, like... Oh, that's incredible. But, like, it was really like that. It was kind of like, I'd be like... But I, I played in Zagreb, Croatia. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, they're you like, know, no, that's like, okay. That's pretty... All right, okay. But, like, so, you know, people take it. I'm like, I know for a fact that no one knows this sort of stuff. So, like, we see this with the soldier, like, holy shit, this is incredible. It's like, I mean, even if it wasn't us, it's like, what a photo. Like, Jesus, this is incredible. Right. So, like, we kind of, like, started the machinations to, like, had to kind of reach out to the guy, you know, and then we found out who he was, you know, and those sort of, sort of stuff. And, like, we, we were like, all right, so we did, we ended up doing, like, a benefit shirt. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, it's, it's cool that you took, like, that you guys obviously kind of, you wanted to attach it back to the original narrative to what you guys, like, you know, it was all for good, but it's like you connecting to something like that gives everything more of a context and more of a meaning, I'm sure, for right, right. everything. I mean, it wasn't even like that was like our, our you know, like ulterior motive. It was kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. well, maybe this dude knows the band. Of and course. If, if, you know, if we can help anyone out, I would rather have someone that's like in our community. Of course. Whether or not even like they like whoever they liked, but they were like, oh, yeah. you're a hardcore kid? I would rather help out a punk or hardcore kid oh, than anyone else, you know? So totally. we kind of started machinations. We're like, Justin had a tie in to like the Thomas Towers Foundation, uh-huh. all sorts of stuff. So we're going to start, you know, raising money. Right. Justin ends up meeting the guy. Then it like, they're like, you know, his family started making for those Love Oil Sacrifice shirts to benefit. Fantastic. And, you know, and then it would start like family members and other like people from his community in Ohio would be like, I would really like to check out this indecision band. We need some a little bit more faith-based music. I'm like, holy shit, you don't know what you're getting. Right. Like, lady. Back this out. First record has a kid beating another kid with a crucifix. You do not want to be involved in this. You know, I'm like, Justin ended up meeting the guy and he was like, yeah, I had no idea what you got, who you guys were. Yeah. And he's like, I thought I made it up. And we're like, oh, all right. I mean, that's cool. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard to have 
really? I know. How yeah, do you yeah, make yeah. that up? That's like a weird string of words that you. Just oh, play. It gonna, totally. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and I'm like, you might have seen it on like something like Flash. Of course. Or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you might have seen it as a meme, right? Right. It was <laughs> yeah. something. That's cool. You know. Right. And then, I mean, he was really like an awesome dude. We ended up like, we raised enough money to like outfit his house for him. That's great. I think they raised like thirty or forty grand. It's amazing. Like awesome. You right. know what I mean? And it continues. I'm like, it goes into like the, the, the tunnels of power, and there's like, the guy that played Lieutenant Dan. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He has his own foundation too that helps. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like that's right. all the money from uh, EVR does it for us, and they they just donate all the money. That's spectacular. You know? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's kind of like it's come to a point that's like, and not even that. Like you see people, and I I, I think it almost sounds pretentious, like, well, it's not even ours anymore. It's just out there, and you know, right, it's kind right, of like right. you know, once we, you know. That works it's a gift, like cold, the, it's a gift yeah. to the world. It's right. like that's like that works for like Coldplay or fucking Bono can say that. Like some idiot with you know, yelling an argument can't really say that. Right. But I think it's kind of like gone beyond anything. It's kind of like yeah, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no. know what I mean? It's lost. It's it's something right. else. And yeah, it's cool. Right. You know what I mean? Because the people know, no. Yeah. yeah the people yeah. who don't, no. Yeah. And that's right. fine. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you're, I'm sure yeah, there's yeah, people you're walking around with a Shakespeare tattoo down the street. I have no idea no. where they came from. Right. You know, like. I mean, the lyrical content that you've always hit on in in every musical outfit you've been involved in uh, you know is, is peppered with depression in in I mean not that's not like a uh, all you sing about right. but like clear, like clearly that's a, that's a I mean it's a topic for many bands to, right. to, to dwell on um, but you know it seems it seems more prevalent especially it's like you know with, I mean the, the first most precious blood record right. it's like it's they like could not suicide no oh, yeah. Much, yeah no totally um, and so it's like the uh, you know the but I mean you know it, I think the context of how people interact with you is all based. Like, you know, anyone that would meet you would be like, "Oh, what's up? Like, nice guy seems to have his shit together." And like, right? And the but then you'd be like, "Oh, the new lyrics! Like, oh my god, like you, you must be a fragile individual." Right. Um, right. Do like do you, do you encounter a lot of that? Where in regards to like people have a perception of how you are based off of your lyrics, and then like you know the, I'm sure there was like you know your your low points that you were going through was it during those indecision times or was it during those like most precious right. blood times well I think like with that like Justin and I like worked on a lot of the lyrics together so it was like we were both going through things and I feel like it's funny like we people already have like this preordained like notion of like I'm gonna see this guy he's gonna have like fucking upside down across like tattooed on his face and he's just gonna be like this one and it's like oh like my mom's like this old Irish Catholic lady you know what I mean she'd yeah, like, be heartbroken to know half the, like when I na- told her our name was most precious blood she's like yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry, mom. It's you know, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's right. like named it to a record. It has nothing to do with the blood of Jesus. I'm sorry, you know. Like, right, right. And it's kind of like, you know, I think. I mean, I think everyone has that side to them, of course. whether or not, you know, you, you, you decide to have a platform. Yeah, sure, right. you know, and it's kind of like, I think, especially, indecision. I think more than anything, it's kind of like, oh, you're like that anti-religion band. Like, right. That's like three songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a ton more that we've done. You know what I mean? Like, that's they true. A whole, they did a whole, like, you know, record about the government having a cure for cancer, cancer and, and suppressing it. Right, exactly. Like, there's so much more. We Didn't that con- trigger a nerve? No, nobody. It's like, oh, <laughs> you know, they have, like, this brilliant record with a guy with, like, a, a sickly man with, like, his skin made out of dollars. Right. Like, nothing? Yeah. We wrote a couple of songs that was like, hey, God might not exist and religion's stupid. And that's, then it's like, that's, uh, that's what you're the brush. About, you right, know? that's the brush we're painted with. You know, and I think. You know, like, at the time that first in the most special blood record, like, Justin was, like, super sick. He almost died. He had pleurisy. Right. So it was, like, there's a song in there that he wrote, like, about being in the hospital. Like, right. He was dying and all sort of stuff. And it was, like, you know, we were kind of, like, being a weird band like we were from New York, it was kind of, we were in a very weird position. We really didn't yeah. fit in anywhere. No. Because we were kind of, like... 
You made sense if you came from the West Coast. Right. That's what we were. I mean, we were like, I want to be undertow. I want to be unbroken. Right. I want to be outspoken. This right. is it. But it's kind of like, in 1996, people were like, yeah, what? get out like, of here. Un- what? Right. You know, I'm like, I can't tell you how many people that are younger that have like heard like, oh my god, like we we heard unbroken. Jesus, like, can you make it any more obvious that you ripped every cut? You know, like, right, right. But like to us, it's kind of like, oh, I I can tell you what song we ripped this off from. Yeah, yeah of you know, course. But right. most people are like, I get it now. Like, oh yeah, we totally like we made no bones about it. But like, right, being like a weird, quote unquote, weird band to be like, you know, we're playing in. You know, with 25 Slides and Furia 5 and like, right. we have these weird like discordant like things that we're talking about stuff it's kind of like right. we we never kind of like fit in Yeah. but like I think with most parts of Blood we kind of like we're like comfortable enough to be like well this is what we are Right. we're gonna write about what we want to write about kind of like As, we had the, such the, like a built in yeah so sure. it was like kind of like on a bash like this is it yeah it was kind of like People are gonna like us. They're not gonna like us. Right. We know enough people from Indecision will probably cross over and like us anyway. Sure. We're gonna write about. You know, we felt comfortable in kind of saying like. Right. Being as raw. Fit into any of like these New York hardcore tropes. Sure. Like, as raw as you can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And no, this that's is it. that's you know true. What I mean, it's kind of like. And you know, like bands like Unbroken and stuff, like. To be able to like be like this like heavy crazy band and like you read the lyrics like oh shit yeah you know and like bands like that you know they became more of an influence as we went on yeah and we were kind of like hey this is what we're gonna do and yeah no you know? and it's true and it's it, it, it's something that's so interesting when it's like I like I mean it's it's almost blasphemous to right. say to people here on the east coast but it's like if I were uh, if I were to be like you know two two bands that were in, that are important to me like a right. band like Ignite and a band of like Sick of It All right for me, Ignite resonates with me more because I saw them more. Like they right, existed, right. but then it's like, but like people, you know, you could ask ninety, you know, a hundred hardcore kids out here, and they'd be like, Ignite, no fucking way, like, right, like put that on. <laughs> yeah, totally. But I mean, because he, he, they were singing about their, they were in your universe when they were playing right, those songs. Right, right. It's, it's an obviously a California sound. Totally, totally. But like New York, it's kind of like, oh, I know that train that they talk about or like yeah. I've walked that place or I've gone to that venue you know totally, what I mean totally like, it's, so, it's, so it's interesting. a shared experience right yeah. and it's, it's so interesting when those geographical locations like do con- do constrict you from the fact that like you don't have like you know just simply peers to play with and like that's right. like like you're saying like exactly what Most Precious Blood was going through it's like I never really thought about the context of like yeah you guys shouldn't be from New York like stylistically you shouldn't be from New York you should be from these other places that are you right. know quote unquote emotionally in touch like, right I should have like dyed black hair and like be like yeah. 31G or 31G like, you know? <laughs> totally totally um, there's two last things I want to hit on was yes. the, the um, well, first of all will, will uh, we ever see the Indecision documentary yeah it's done okay it, it was, there was a lot involved we had well really, it's not easy to put together no no and it's it's tough and um, you know things going back and forth and we had all these ideas and it was kind of like can't do this we can't do that it was right. kind of like going back and forth and it was like finally we're like dude like Justin Brandon I love him to death of course but he's a perfectionist oh yeah, yeah. and he was like it's not ready yet I'm like dude it's fine right it's, it may not be ready for you yeah. I'll bet you yeah, everybody like, else thinks you've heard be. these stories before you don't need that you know it's like <laughs> yeah. and it was kind of like I, and we can't have this in alright we need to change this right we need to you know we wanted to like the one thing that we wanted that like the guy wouldn't do was like we wanted you know more current fans like everyone in it's like 40 Right. That's cool, but if I'm a 25 year old, why the hell do I give a shit? You know right. what I mean. So it was kind of like, yeah. So I reached out because like I, I'm still kind of sort of you know I'm involved. Yeah, so you're it's plugged like, in. Right? Hey, incendiary. Hey, foundation. Hey, yep. you know, 
you know, X, Y, and Z, can you do this? And so they, they filmed their own things, but then when we sent, they, we sent them back, they're like, doesn't look as good. Doesn't, it's not consistent. It's like, right. oh, like this, this is exactly what we wanted, because it's kind of like, right. you know, it's awesome. So do you, do you want to wait a, a year until yeah. the foundation comes through? Like, right, yeah, right, you know, it's right. like, it's awesome. Like, any stigmas in it, that's awesome. Yeah. Any stigmas, talking about our shitty band. Like, Roger Moret's in it. Like, Lou Kohler is talking about us. It's yeah. like, that's awesome. But right. it's like, love to have you know right. somebody else someone under the age of 40 right and, and that's I mean like no slight against that but yeah, you, you would have told you me 19 wanted... year old Tom someone in Sick of Roll would even know who you are right right never mind being you know singing your praises it's like mm, yeah you yeah. kind of yeah you, you want to I mean especially when you're putting in a documentary the idea is that you know you want to paint a holistic picture of like where this band sits in the context of everything that's just not like like oh once we stopped playing like we became irrelevant like, right, <laughs> the, right 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 like it's the, still kind of Right. Somehow continued on. It there's, yeah, there's a, there's a trickle effect. Right. Okay. Right. Oh, that's, but uh, yeah, it's done. It's uh, we're working on like the cover. Okay. Trying to figure out a way to kind of make it, uh, kind of make it like a thing to get. You know, like whether it be like a seven inch or something. Yeah, like, yeah, kind yeah. of like we you want to attach an added value to it. Right. Show. You know, right, and right. that kind of you know, it's I'm on the imp- you know maybe do like a download of it. Or, like, oh sure. Before sure. you know, and like the guy that did it wasn't really that psyched on that. Or, oh, okay. I'm like I think it's gonna. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna get out there. Like right, whether right. you know, I mean, right? Just and like the, records and it's, do, it's gonna get you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 done. Okay. It's, and like we kind of wanted to do it in like it's a lot in the context of like '90s hardcore. Sure. So it's kind of like, hey, here's what, you know, here's what a dialer is, you know, right. like or here's us reading maps, or here's us in like a shitty van with all of our cabinets, like right. before everyone had a trailer. Right. It's kind of like, hey, here's me sitting. Yeah. Here's the 15 passenger van with all the equipment. Yeah. In the back. You know. <laughs> right. Terrible idea. You of know? course. <laughs> and you know, I mean, I think. After watching it, I've seen it a billion times. It's kind of like, I think it very it represents the band very well because it has like that kind of like. There's some hopelessness to it, but overall, like we, you, can't, you of, got a lot out of it. Right? Yeah, like and, and it's like, oh, these tours sucked. Right. Oh, we're fighting over this, but it's kind of like, hey, that's kind of none of us. Do. Yeah, and none of any of us have ever expected anything. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like we got to play CDs. Right. Why are we here? Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like totally. we, it was like we. To go on a tangent, sorry. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I went to go see Beyond and Antidote. Okay, yeah. sure. You know, a friend of mine from high school hit me up on Facebook and he was like, Is Beyond actually playing? I'm like, Yeah. He's like, You know, so I give him the information. So he comes, you know, we're talking. And he was like, You know, we're talking about the band. He's like, You guys doing anything? And I was like, Yeah, you know, here and there. We do stuff here and there. He's like, Oh, yeah. He's like, What would you, what, you know, what was your last show? And I was like, London? And he's like, England? Yeah. And I was like, Yeah. And he's like, How did that work out? I'm like, You know, it's some. They asked us to play and flew us over there. And he's like, are you serious? I'm like, no, I know. Yeah. And then he was like, uh, he's like, yeah, I'd seen you guys play with Judge. He's like, I hadn't seen you guys in like 18 years. And I'm like, no, I know. And he's like, a long way from high school. And I'm like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, um, <laughs> did you guys like ever play CBs? And I was like, dude, we played there like 20 times. And he's like, where was I? I was like, college. Yeah. And he was like, man, it makes sense. Yeah, you're right. You know, it was kind of like, but then like when you kind of put it out there, like, I have nothing to complain yeah, like in terms of that, it's like of course we're not. never the most popular band. No, never will be, and that's fine. But right, like, we got to do anything. Yeah, well, yeah. I think I think I think that's like such an important point, and I think that's like so many, you know, so like if you ultimately, no matter how large your band or your artistic endeavor gets, it that doesn't matter. It's the the thing that matters the most is like obviously what you do to like build off that, right. so you're not like you know you you you're not just like 
some some useless individual once you get plugged into society that right. you can still contain right. these ethics that you've learned. And then the second most important thing is the fact that like you did impact some people. That right. like it, that legacy will hopefully live on to where it's like you know yeah five ten years after your band is ended or your artistic thing is, is already you know expired from a pop culture standpoint that it'll still impact those people. Right, which is pretty mind blowing. Right? Yeah, you're just like wow, that's that's unbelievable. Like this shouldn't be relevant to you anymore. Right, but it is. Somehow. <laughs> right, right. For like some stupid, you know, band that was never on a big label, never did anything. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, can't like, really complain, man. Like, you know, like, yeah, we've been, you know, fortunate, and it's really like we've never had any. Like, we even listening to like, you know, you hear, you hear certain people like, we never. I, I personally never had that like impetus to kind of be like, I need to create. It was kind of like hey, I'm gonna be in a Don Walker band with a bunch of my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it was kind of like because right, because I'm that's 17 and I'm dumb and right. We're gonna get together in this guy's basement. We're gonna do some stuff. Right. We had no, you know, it wasn't like a grand from plan a, from a child. You know, I don't have, I can't play an instrument, save my life. Right. It was never like I need to write this, this, or I need to do this. We kind of like right. It right. seemed like a fun thing to do. Yeah, it was like a bunch of high school friends. I was like, right. you know, hey, don't do anything at school on Thursdays. You want to get together and fuck around? All right, right. Sure. And it's kind of like yeah, I'm a loud one. I would yell. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. It was <laughs> kind of like hey, I really like Pantera. Right. So. You know, and that's how it all started at a Pantera right. concert. Right, right, You know what right. I mean? It's kind of like, yeah, you know, yeah. And I met him years later, and I got an argument with him, so it was pretty awesome. That's crazy. Yeah, I met Phil Anselmo, and I had a school in in New York hardcore history. And, and you're uh, like, and you're like, yeah, it's all full circle. Yeah, I was like, wow. I was like, I wanted to be like, dude, you, you don't have have no idea how you changed my life. And meanwhile, I was like, yeah, Pete Steele didn't write Victim in Pain. He's like, yeah, he did. And I'm like, no, like dude. no. I was like, that's cool. He wrote the sketches stuff on Ghost for Alarm. He's like, I know the man. He wrote Victim in Pain. I'm like, Vinny Stigma would beg to differ because he didn't write that. Right. And I'm like, I'm arguing with fucking Phil. Like, right. What, what's wrong with you, you asshole? Shut you're, up. Like, yeah. You're in your own head. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is perfect. Well, I really appreciate you hanging out, dude. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I hope I didn't ramble too much. So there is the discussion with Tom. I actually really enjoyed the sort of ambiance that was created because you know, we were right underneath, I can't remember what bridge, it's a bridge that's on the Lower East Side of New York. Brooklyn Bridge? I think that's what they call it. I apologize. All you New Yorkers are just yelling at me right now, being like, you are a stupid Californian. And yes, I am. We were almost right underneath that bridge, and it was just a very a very nice evening. And so, yeah, thank you to Tom, and thank you to Tom for putting up with my incompetence of losing your interview, but then refinding it and being able to put it up now. So the producer, as always, is Tom Richfield, and he probably had his work cut out for him in this episode, so my eternal thanks and uh, gratitude towards him. Visit the show's website, 100 Words Podcast. Visit the email address. You can visit it, or you can email the show, 100wordspodcast at gmail.com. And until next week, remember, it's the split episode, split seven-inch episode with Tom Mullen from Washed Up Emo. Yahoo! Be safe, everybody. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Trust me in saying that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all of the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 
Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council.